The first time I heard of hypnobirthing, I thought my initial reaction was it's something abstract, hippie-ish, and this mystical approach to birth that wasn't applicable, wasn't hands-on, wasn't tangible. And personally, I like to understand the how and the what and the actual physical things going on in my body. And at the time, I, I wanted to know what to do to grasp some control over my birth, right? We all, as humans, have this need for control. And I thought, hypnobirthing, no way that would give me that. So if you've given birth ever before, which if you're a listener, you're a mom, you probably have in some capacity, you know that it requires, no matter how you give birth, fully letting go of control, right? We come to learn this big old life lesson during birth that we do not have control over the outcome of things. I learned that big time in my first pregnancy and labor. And no matter how your babies were born, absolutely, we learned that lesson at some point during pregnancy and during birth. Now, during my second pregnancy, a close friend recommended a hypnobirthing class specifically taught by Mandy, who you get to hear from today. She's a hypnobirthing childbirth educator with 14 years of experience teaching hypnobirthing. She's the owner of Hypnobirthing Las Vegas and a mama to three girls, all of whom she birthed using hypnobirthing. And she's born and raised in Las Vegas. The business is based out of there, obviously, but hypnobirthing is used globally. So today you get to learn a lot about what hypnobirthing actually is. If you have any of the misconceptions that I did before I actually learned about hypnobirthing for real, um, we're going to address those today. Totally normal. I full transparency was in the camp of, again, that's a hippie thing. No way that's for me. You know, I want to know what actually is happening in my body. Well, what's amazing is Mandy's approach to birth and just the hypnobirthing in general approach to birth is that you understand that birth is a normal physiological process and you learn how it happens. And what's amazing is that what Mandy taught me helped me not only come to terms with things that happened in my first birth needing to be induced because of preeclampsia and just how all of that transpired, but what I learned also helped me fully understand what was happening in my body during that first birth and why it was happening. And then I learned what I could do moving forward to assist my body in doing what it was created to do during my second pregnancy and second birth. So today we get to talk about what hypnobirthing actually is, how it's helpful in any type of birth, any setting, any preferences that you have, how hypnobirthing is helpful in truly any birth for any mom, and even what can be carried over into motherhood and postpartum from what you could learn from hypnobirthing. And honestly, what you're going to learn today, we dive in deep. You are going to be so equipped. You're going to be so encouraged. We even get to do a guided relaxation uh, meditation at the end. So just side note here, when you get to that point, if you're driving or on a walk or doing anything that requires your eyes to be open, save that part of the episode for later when you can actually sit down and relax because you do need to have your eyes closed and be relaxed for that. I promise Hypnobirthing is not mind control. She's not going to be taking over your brain. You are taking yourself into a state of hypnosis. And you're going to learn about all of what that means today. Uh, again, I had a lot of misconceptions before learning this practice for birth and just for life in general. And it was transformative for me. I know you're going to be so touched today. I'm so excited to bring you this conversation. So let's get into it. Hey, mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again 
and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Welcome, Mandy. I'm so glad that you're here today. Thanks for coming on and taking the time to just share your expertise with the listeners today. Thanks so much for having me. I really yeah. appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So the listeners already got to hear a little bit of your background and who you are, but not necessarily why you got into hypnobirthing. So tell us about that. Like, how did you get into hypnobirthing? What drew you to this? Cause I know, uh, you practiced it during your first birth. So what initially led you to hypnobirthing and eventually led you to become an educator as well? When I found out I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, Mackenzie, it was, uh, February, 2007. And when I found out I was pregnant with her, I was newly married, young, just started my career as a first grade teacher and was, Hey, surprise, you're having a baby. And of course I always wanted to be a mom and I always want to have a baby. I come from a huge Catholic family, but I never really heard a birth story that I thought was a great, <laughs> um, you know, birth, to me, birth was really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of being pregnant was really scary. So my best friend, Anne had a friend named Missy. Missy just had had given birth to her second child and she had a home birth and she used hypnobirthing. And I remember her sharing her home birth story with me even before I got pregnant. And I was like, you had your baby where? Like she had her baby in her bathroom, like on her bathroom floor. And here I am 23 years old at the time. And she's telling me this, I had my baby at home, caught my baby on my bathroom floor. And I'm like, wow, were you nervous? And she's like, it was the greatest experience. It was so cool. So when I found out I was pregnant, my best friend, Anne said, you know, like, let's calm down. Let's have you talk to Missy. So I talked to Missy and she told me about hypnobirthing and she said, you know, at this point, whether you decide to have your baby at home or the hospital, you really need this education. You really need this class. And I said, okay. So we went on to go ahead and hire a a hospital-based midwife planned for a hospital birth in a hospital that was really natural birth friendly with a midwife who was very natural birth friendly. But meanwhile, hypnobirthing was going to be my vehicle because it's, I really didn't know anything, but I had this one friend who said, trust me, you got to do it. So she hounded me as I got closer and she's like, listen, schedules up for the summer get signed up. So, uh, that's how I even heard of it, knew of it. Anything was Missy. And I, I thank God for her. I mean, she and I are still friends, but found out about it from her. And then I, um, took classes. We took our classes, like starting July, summer, you know, summer, 2007. And it took one class, you know, I'm sitting in class one. And the first question she asked us was how many people are afraid to give birth? And I, my hand is the first one to go up. I'm like, Oh, thank you for asking me that question. I, I just want to know this is going to be all okay. Cause I really do want to be a mom, but I, I want to know that this is going to be all okay. So, um, 
you know, as I sat through that first class and for class number one of hypnobirthing is all about that. It's about building up a positive belief system, a positive vision of what birth is and dispelling the myths surrounding childbirth because so much of the stuff we hear about birth creates fear. So it was such a breath of fresh air to hear that birth is normal. And most of the time it goes well. And to just hear how the birthing muscles work. And I walked out of that class and we're sitting there the whole time. My husband's nudging me. He's like, see, I keep, you know, I told you it's going to be fine. I told you it's going to be fine. You know? So we left that class and I was just like, so I finally felt like I had permission to be happy that I was pregnant Yeah, the whole time we're sitting there in class and he's nudging me because he's like, see, I told you, I told you, you know, she's talking about how, you know, you know, she's talking about 3000 BC, like birth was a celebration of life. Women were healers and they had midwives. They didn't call them midwives back then. You know, she talked about how women didn't used to fear birth the way we fear birth today. And kind of took us through the, you know, the history of what went on for a couple hundred years and how we got here and um, why things are different now and what's normal in birth and how the muscles work and really just continued to emphasize birth is a normal human physiological experience. So we, we, you know, I loved it. I walked away from that class feeling just happy. Like finally, like I could give myself permission that I was happy that I was pregnant. Like I could, I could be excited for this birth and then it really didn't have to be as scary or as painful. That's a big deal as painful as people like tell you it is. So Um, you know, we did our five week class and I said to my husband at the end of that series, I was like, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. This is it. Like, this is what I want to do. I I can't tell you how I just, something inside me, I felt so passionate that moms needed to know this and not only about birth, because that's why birth education is important. It's important for us to understand birth but that there were concrete tools that I could utilize and practice. And that the emphasis of this program is not about, okay, teaching you how to power through the pain or ignore this pain that is so incredibly necessary. That's not what, what hypnobirthing is about. It's about, this is what your muscles are doing. And this is how you can help your body. So you can be comfortable. So I went and got certified to teach hypnobirthing when Mackenzie was six months old. We, me and Larry Mackenzie went up to LA and I went through the training course. I was certified and I was teaching hypnobirthing the following weekend. I already had a full class ready to go because Ann Swanson, who was the previous owner of hypnobirthing Las Vegas, she moved to Arizona and I was gung ho, man. As soon as like, I was like, listen, I'm going to do this. And so pretty quickly she said, you know, I've got, I've got classes and clients in Vegas and I'd love for you to teach. And I taught one series. And then she called me up after my second class of the series. She said, Mandy, I've been praying about this and I want to sell you the business. She says, I've been waiting for somebody like you to come along who will love. She's like, hypnobirthing Las Vegas is my baby. And I've been emotional about it. And uh, I want to pass it on to you. And I like dropped to my knees. I was like, this is, this is a gift from God. This is amazing. And so I quit my full-time job teaching school and um, came home to, uh, you know, be with my daughter through the day and I could teach classes at night. And it's been an amazing job as a mother to my kids are the reason I mean, at the end of the day, right. They're my reason. They're my big why. And uh, they're the reason I teach hypnobirthing. They're the reason I believe in hypnobirthing and hypnobirthing has helped me have all three of my children give birth, all three unmedicated. So then I had right Gracie three years later, we had a home birth with her because we made a believer out of my husband. So we had a home birth with Grace and Reagan. So the other night we were sitting right here in the living room when my friends were over and Reagan's like, I was born in a tub, like right up there in the loft. So, and hypnobirthing helped us, you know, all three times. And so, yeah. 
It's so amazing and cool hearing how your first class was so impactful on you and your beliefs around birth and actually understanding it. Cause when I took my classes with you, that first class was just, I remember, <laughs> I remember I came up to you afterwards and talked about it, but I had my planner out and I was like taking furious notes in the back with all these light bulbs going off in my head with, cause I took hypnobirthing for my second birth. Cause my first one, I was induced after having preeclampsia. I did do birth education before that, but it was a different method and great. Like we still learned a lot. My husband and I did, but it was, I don't know, just not as thorough, I guess, as I like and hypnobirthing, what you taught in that very first class filled in all the gaps that were still questions in my head of why did this happen? Why did my body respond this way when this happened and these synthetic hormones versus my real ones and the muscles and the way they work. I was just, it all made sense finally and gave me so much peace in what happened. And it was that stepping stone to, okay, like birth can be normal. I can have that experience in the past, but move forward and have a different one now. And it was so healing. I'll never forget what that felt like. And at the time my husband was deployed. So I was at that class. So I was the only solo parent there. And I was like, oh, this is awkward. But I'm gonna take full advantage of this education. And it was transformative. So explain what hypnobirthing is, because I had the misconception, honestly, until I took the class, That it was this, you hear hypno anything and you're like, okay, am I going to be put in a different, you know, universe with my brain or what's going on with hypnobirthing? How does it actually work? I've come to learn it's very different than what I initially thought. I fully believe that God created us to do what our bodies need to do to birth babies. And we are given all the tools we need. And I think hypnobirthing points to those tools that God has put in us to get through labor. You know, if we have a healthy and uncomplicated birth and pregnancy and all of that, we have that endowed in us. Like it is just there and hypnobirthing helps you tap into those resources. So can you explain what hypnobirthing actually is and dispel some of those myths of like, okay, is my practitioner going to be there with a, with a clock in front of my face or, you know, mm-hmm. am I being told these weird things that are making me, you know, what, what actually is it? Tell the Listen. listeners what it actually is. <laughs> okay. So first of all, I love how you said, and you were so cute because I remember after your first class, you sent me an email and you were like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I already feel so much better. Like Liz, that's the reason I do this. Like that, that is the reason I continue to shout from the mountaintops about this program. Um, because if we can impact mothers, if we can impact children, if we can help kids get here just a little more gently and their mothers are treated better. Like, I mean, I feel like we could change the whole world. We brag. We're like, we could change the whole world if we just change the way babies are born. Um, but you know, you said like God, God has given us, we have been endowed with the power. And when, when you think about empowerment, you know, this idea of an empowered birth, right? I'm not empowering you. It's power you were born with, but I don't hold the power and I'm giving it to you. You have it. You're born with it. That's part of our main philosophy, big picture hypnobirthing is that hypnobirthing is going to give you the tools and the techniques that will help you call upon the natural birthing instincts, the instincts that have been ingrained in us since the beginning. It's part of who we are in, and it is something that we have the right to do in the way that we want to. So hypnobirthing is as much a philosophy as it is a technique. It's relaxing, rewarding, stress-free method of birth that's based on the belief that every baby deserves to be born into an environment of gentility, calm, and joy. And when a mother is properly prepared, not only physically, which you know is so important, strong, healthy mothers grow strong, healthy babies, and then both can be really good, active, strong participants in that process because it's work, it's an intense experience, and it's normal and healthy, and it's great. 
but it, it requires work for mom and baby. So no, but not only that physical aspect, but um, when a mom is emotionally, psychologically, spiritually prepared, she can experience a great sense of joy through the process, being able to welcome her baby safely, comfortably, gently, and with ease. So hypnobirthing gives us tools and techniques and our five main techniques are relaxation, breathing, visualization, self-hypnosis and deepeners and affirmations. So five main techniques, but you know, we give them a handout in the beginning and so many things, right? You think five categories and then many tools under each category. So specific breathing techniques for the different stages of labor, specific visualization techniques that we attach to a breathing technique or a deepening technique. Um, really cool techniques that will help moms, for example, associate a word or a color with immediate relaxation. And we practice these things in class. So those are our main techniques. And, and within those, we go through in class, we do several different guided meditations. One that's really important we do is a fear release guided meditation where we take moms through a visualization and ahead of time, we ask them to do a little bit of homework. They make a list of anything and everything that might be limiting them. Fears, worries, anxieties, anything in your life that you think will affect you emotionally on your birthing day. We ask them, write it all down. This is your personal list. You don't have to share it with anybody, but get it all on a paper. Sometimes, you know, moms aren't afraid to give birth or they're not afraid to become mothers, but there's other stuff in their life that they want to eliminate. Like these are tools you can use long after you've had a baby too, by the way, but we do this meditation with them and they'll have an opportunity subconsciously to go through then and identify. And what we're looking to do is move through and work through those challenges, those limiting thoughts, fears, worries, anxieties, move through those things, move past those things, and then replace the things that aren't serving us anymore with the picture and the ideal of what we want for our birth. And hypnobirthing is very much about focusing on what you want. We're not big on going, going there with all the bad and all the scary and all the things that could go wrong or might go wrong. As responsible parents, we need to know that sometimes, you know, five to 10% of the time birth needs help. Nature needs assistance. And we recognize that we honor that. And we honor that there are medical professionals in our community that are there with a great purpose to ensure the safety of the outcome. So I definitely will talk about, okay, these are the signs. Like, like if you experience any of these things, you need to get in touch with your practitioner. Like this is a special circumstance. Besides that, we're very much focusing on what's normal in birth. We talk about the stages of labor but we explain it in a way that's easy for parents to understand. We don't break it down medically, early, active, transition. Oh my goodness, where am I in the right? birth is a continuum. So we explain it in those terms and we talk about the muscles. We talk about the hormones. We talk about the baby's role. We talk about how your birth, your body has been working with you and for you since the beginning of your pregnancy. Birth truly is a celebration of life. We refuse to buy into the myth. It's such a perfect thing that's going on in your body for the nine ish months that you carry your baby, right? Your body, you're growing up, you're a human being, the body that they're going to inhabit for the rest of your life. Your body's doing all that for you, with you while you live your life. Pregnancy changes our bodies and slows us down. But I mean, we work our full-time jobs. We raise our other kids. God forbid we mop our floors, do our grocery shopping, all that. Well, you grow a human being, a brain, right? A nervous system. So cool. So you know, we talk about what's normal, how the body works with you and for you. And that way, when you have a good understanding, you don't fear birth as much. We also spend quite a bit of time talking about the nervous system and how fear affects labor um, because it does. And most often why moms are so incredibly uncomfortable is because they're terrified. 
they don't feel supported in the space. They've heard everybody's story. Again, we explore those things as well. We dispel many of the myths surrounding childbirth so that we can start working through that once again, and just building up a positive belief system. We're also really big on language. The only way the mind can react to language is through emotion. And our emotions have a physiological and chemical response in our bodies. So we use words that more nearly describe what the body's actually doing rather than medical language that's sort of stressful, scary, confusing. So we're big about speak about your birth the way you see it happening. Talk to the people around you about what you want, not what you don't want. Here's what I need. Here's how you can help me. Can you accommodate? Can you support? Really important that we get our healthcare providers on board with what our birth preferences are as well, and make sure we take the time to secure a care provider that will support us. So those are some of the topics that we talk about. We will create a birth plan. We go through the stages of labor. We do massage techniques. We show them different positions for labor. We talk about how, you know, some babies need a little bit of help getting into a better position. So freedom of movement is important. So we go through that exercise, nutrition. Those are a big part of our program. Postpartum, we spend a whole last class talking postpartum and breastfeeding, what you're going to need postpartum to be healthy and have a more peaceful transition. Cause gosh, it should be the most joyful time in your life. Best time of our life. Right? So uh, it's not easy, but it's, it's amazing. We became brand new. We become brand new human beings. It's like a whole new extension of our life when we welcome a baby. So again, I want that to be a time of joy for you. So yeah, we talk about infant sleep and how often they're going to be nursing. And that time doesn't have to be micromanaged with schedules and things like we have to work ourselves into a routine and doing what works for your family. Um, so those are all educational aspects as well. Again, the philosophy is based in the belief that severe discomfort does not naturally need to accompany labor when a mother is properly prepared and she trusts her body. Now I can't promise you pain-free birth, but I can tell you that from a physiological standpoint, birth does not have to be as uncomfortable as people tell us. And as they, you know, we've been taught and told like pain's inevitable, fight through it, push through it. It's so necessary. It, this level of discomfort that we hear described surrounding childbirth is not necessary. Oftentimes that has more to do with our emotional state. So we get back to that place of birth is a natural, normal, healthy human experience, focus on what's normal. And that's how hypnosis can help create better birth outcomes, more comfort in labor. So hypnosis is a very natural state. If you've ever meditated, if you've ever done yoga, if you've ever closed your eyes and just imagined you were someplace else, <laughs> If your toddler's having a tantrum and you've got to walk in the other room and close your eyes and make, you know, you take a couple breaths and, you know, maybe you imagine you're, you're hiking or you imagine you're at the beach. I mean, that's hypnosis. If you've ever driven from work to home and you don't remember how you got there, that's hypnosis. I, I say it all the time. Oh, I'm going to stop at the store on the way home. I don't stop. You go into autopilot. You ever been in a room full of people? If you've ever been maybe at a party, I think about like Christmas parties. Sometimes you're sitting on the couch and you're just looking at this Christmas tree and you're just kind of right. And there's people in the room and they're talking. You have no idea what they're talking about. You may hear them. You may not hear them. That's hypnosis. It's yeah. all voluntary. It's all voluntary. So it's a, it's a really natural, normal state that we pass through several times a day. And when you're in hypnosis, you are basically operating out of your subconscious or inner conscious, which is that place sort of right above natural sleep. You're not unconscious. It's like I said, it's a voluntary experience and all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. What we do, like as the birth partner or me in class guiding a meditation 
or if you are listening to a guided hypnosis, we give them audio recordings too. If you're listening to something like that, what they're doing is guiding your experience. You have a choice of how deeply relaxed you want to be, how deep you're able to go, but we're all capable. You're not under anybody's mind to spell. It is no sort of mind control. Some moms in labor will say, yeah, there were 12 people in the room. I didn't see them. I didn't hear them. There were people coming in and out of the room. I had no idea they were there. It's only because you chose as labor advances. And even when we do any kind of meditation, you're choosing to tune out what's going on around you because it's not serving you and tune into your body, connect with your baby, especially in labor. And as labor advances, so too does your depth of relaxation. So it gets to a point where I'm so deeply relaxed, like I don't care. It it requires too much effort for me to join the conversation, but it's not mind control. You're never going to say, think, act, feel, do anything in hypnosis that you'd be morally against, like nothing at all. It's more about teaching you. And I know this is a loaded question and we're all women, but people are like, we can just help women learn to relax. But it, it really is about giving us tools to get for labor, really get the mind out of the way. So the body can take the lead. We use hypnosis for birth so that we can give parents specific tools. Like I said, it might be a keyword. It might be guided breathing. It might be a visualization technique or a meditation script where we take mom through a visualization of some sort. We give them those tools so that we can initiate very, very deep relaxation of the mind so that the birthing muscles are free of tension and can perform exactly as nature intended. You used an example in our class. All the ones you gave were like spot on. I'm sure moms were like, oh, that's okay. I've been in a state of hypnosis before, but it wasn't even on purpose. One that you said, I'm pretty sure you said it during our class was that when you're getting a massage and you feel like you fall asleep, but you're not really asleep, you're awake. That is literally it. And I was like, that is exactly what it feels like in birth. You are like so relaxed that you think you're sleeping, but you're not sleeping because you know you're awake. That's it. And that's, that's just what I kept going back to when I was learning to do it for myself um, during pregnancy and then during the birth itself. And personally, I, I I listened to a couple of scripts, but I, I listened to worship music and that just brought me down to that place. Right. That's one of the things that with, with meditation like that, even if it's music Mm -hmm. and we tell moms like relax to the same music. If you like music, like that's conditioning, our mind has to be conditioned. Our body already knows what it's doing, but you're absolutely right. Like one of the best ways to experience hypnosis is what you described. It's, we call it ultra depth hypnosis that like you get to a place of just void, not asleep. But you're not thinking anything, nothing, yeah, worrying about anything. You're not hearing anybody talking. Even if I were reading a meditation to you, you might just not even hear me, but you're Mm -hmm. not thinking anything else either. People will say is like, I just remember that you brought us out. Like you counted one, two, three, four, five, and, and came out, but it's a place of, of total surrender. It's a place of just void. And that's a big deal in labor surrender because (laughs) scared if we're scared and that's, again, I kind of go back to that fear thing, right? Yeah. If we're afraid we go into fight or flight. It's called fear, tension, pain. So if you're scared, you secrete catecholamines. Those are stress hormones. They cause all the oxygenated blood in your body to be redirected to your arms and your legs. So you can fight for your life or get out of there. Your uterus is not going to help you in a dangerous situation. So if you walk into your birth, afraid, feeling threatened, like any other mammal mother, you're going to slow your labor down. And because you're not going to let your baby be born into an environment you don't feel safe in, but your uterus is oxygen deprived and blood. It's not getting oxygenated blood. So it just physically cannot perform. And then it hurts. 
So again, if we can get you to that place using hypnosis, as you described, it's a place of surrender. It's a place where the instinct just is allowed to take over because mom is feeling no, doesn't feel threatened, feels protected, feels comfortable. And then again, the instincts are just, you know, the muscles will work. It's, it's totally a function of our nervous system. And we really have to surrender to the nervous system and labor, but hypnosis, like you said, these deepening tools get us to that place where my mind is just out of the way the muscles get what they need mm-hmm. and they perform like they should, by the way, like any other muscles in our body, Yeah, this is a muscle, like any muscle in your body, it needs oxygen and blood. If it's getting that, it's going to do its work. Like the yeah. rest of the muscles in our body do. When you explain the physiology of that with the kind of catecholamines, is that the word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happens when yeah. you feel that fear and then the stress and it, yes, it's applicable in birth, but you think about it after my second was born, I had really bad back issues, um, with some herniated discs and just major back pain. And it took me almost a year postpartum to realize this, but I was a lot more stressed the first year postpartum after my second, then with my first, I just struggled with that transition a lot more. So emotionally, I was a lot more stressed and fearful. And that response was in my body present a lot more often than relaxed. And I found that the pain in my back was a lot better when I practiced the breathing techniques we learned in hypnobirthing, because I was allowing my body to just relax and not feel stressed. And then the pain in my lower back would lower and it, and it was caused by a lot of tight muscles in my lower back and my legs and my glutes, just, you know, from the way pregnancy brings imbalances in your body muscularly. And, you know, the way I did have an injury in my lower back and it was just all, all messed up back there. It took a lot of physical therapy and relaxation (laughs) techniques to get over that. But it was huge when I started to realize, oh, wait a second. What I learned in hypnobirthing about relaxing my uterus and not letting stress and fear in, but instead just letting actual oxygenated blood, breathing deeply, relaxing my body fully allowed my uterus to chill out. I'm going to let my other muscles in my body chill out now that I'm postpartum by also breathing and not letting this, these short, tense breaths cause more pain in my body because it genuinely does. And any podcast or book or video that you watch about breath work in general, not even dealing with birth, but just like breath works become this big thing, box breathing, all this stuff over the course of the pandemic. I feel like people have learned a lot more about that and therapy and everyone knows what it is. The four counts in and eight counts out. It has a purpose. We breathe so shallowly that yes, it can cause chronic issues in our body, pain included, and it applies to birth. And I think it's so cool that it is our natural physiology that wants us breathing. It wants us relaxed. We don't need to be in a constant state of stress and tension and fear because it's it's not what our bodies are designed to be in. So yeah, it, it fascinated me when you started to talk about all that because in my first birth with being induced, it's artificial hormones, which again, throws a little wrench and how your body's reacting to that and trying to relax and, you know, trying to help birth the baby. And so all of it, just, like I said, light bulb moments, everything started to connect. And I was like, okay, it wasn't because I was broken. It was because medically I needed to be induced. I needed that. you know, thank God for the medical professionals. I just remember after the fact, I was like, wow, I'm so grateful. I live in the age and day I do because I needed that. I would have been hundreds of years ago, one of the mothers that died during birth. Had I not had that kind of medical support, I was so grateful. And it really made me actually accept that like moms that need cesareans, mom that need induction because of whatever medical issues going on. Thank God we live in the day and age that we do and have that support. But at the same time, we're not broken because of it. Something went wrong in our body. It happens. 
And that process that Mandy, you've explained just can't happen naturally the way that it wants to, because something got thrown off, but we had the support we needed at the time and could still birth our baby. But there's also a way, you know, if we're blessed to have a healthy, uncomplicated pregnancy and birth a second or third or fourth time after that fact, we can support our bodies in a way that makes that happen. And it's so healing to understand that and actually live it out. So just thank you for <laughs> giving yeah, me that well, space to right. realize that. You're totally right. And and like you said, I mean, thank God we have the tools available to us when our yeah. body needs help. It doesn't mean our body's broken. And I, I, I love it that in those instances, because I've had moms who've taken my classes and then have had certain medical issues they've yeah. had induced. And we talk through that. Um, okay. If you need to go in and be induced, like we understand Pitocin is different than oxytocin. It, it's a synthetic version of oxytocin, but you got to remember like oxytocin crosses the blood brain barrier. So it's regulated by your brain. And if your br- body needs a break, your brain's going to need, get the message. So it's regulated. Pitocin doesn't cross the blood brain barrier, but how can we still have a gentle induction? So we talk through that. And also too, once again, I believe in that one of our affirmations, because affirmations are also a big part of our program, but one of our affirmations is states that I will accept whatever turn my birthing takes. That one was the biggest one for me. I'll take this minute by minute. And you know what, if God has a different plan, if, if something is thrown at me when I'm in labor that I was not accepting, I'm so glad that moms have tools to still embrace those turns with peace. Because babies can still be born gently. Mothers can still be treated well. Mothers can still be treated gently and know that they were an active participant along the way. I mean, you can visualize medication working to bless your body. Mm -hmm. You can use focused breathing. I've attended births with moms using hypnobirthing, uh, scheduled cesarean births that I was by the side of the mother as they were preparing her for surgery. And the nurses are like in awe that moms are doing really great when they're putting IVs in and because we're breathing through it, we're focusing through it. We're understanding this has to happen. So this is going to work, you know, these healthy medication is going to help bless my body. My baby's going to be here safe. My baby's going to be in my arms soon. And then after those unexpected outcomes, once the baby's here, you, one of those affirmations is that I, every time I hold my baby, I'm healing. Every time I feed my baby, I'm healing. That's another way oxytocin helps us. And it works over a lifetime. Um, but again, breath awareness will still help calm our system down as we recover from intervention or possibly surgery. Yeah. How can a mom use affirmations like that? I like those last two you just said, even months out postpartum, what are some ones she can bring in? And the listener can probably already make these connections because you've made it so clear, but how does using those affirmations, the way our mindset is day to day, how are those things intertwined? How does it affect our body? All of it. So you're talking postpartum now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So once we make that that big leap to the real to the real fun of of motherhood, yeah, I think that affirmations and mindset are are such a big deal because the truth is we need to give ourselves grace, especially if it's your first baby or it's your second or your third. It's always going to be a change in your life because it's more responsibility than you previously had. Whether it's your first baby or your fifth baby, it's still an innocent human being that it, there we have no choice. They are a hundred percent dependent on us. That's just, that is what it is in the beginning. And of course they, they grow up and they get to be more independent through our loving guidance and, and, you know, that building up that sense of trust. But uh, the truth is they're strangers to this planet. 
I use the example in class, like if you've ever had jet lag, you know, you travel to another country, you travel across the United States, or you know, you get there, you're hungry, you're crabby, you're tired. It's a major transition. They're only learning about this world through our actions. They're, they're learning about this world through us. So I think daily affirmation, you know, and it doesn't have to be anything that's that you have to overthink. But I like to remind moms, it's true. Every time you're holding your baby, you're bonding. Every time you hold your baby, you're healing. Every time you hold your baby skin to skin, you're helping them grow. I mean, and that's a fact. When we pay attention to them, their body systems are more organized. Their visual and auditory systems develop. We, we are the nourishment for our children. So congratulating yourself, you are doing an amazing job. Congratulating yourself when your baby's growing, my, my baby's growing because of my actions. My baby is thriving because of my actions. When I hold them and when I pay attention to them, they're growing, their brain is growing. This is going to help them in the future. I'm helping them to learn to bond. I'm teaching them how to form relationships. And I think with the kids too, every time you go to change their clothes or change a diaper or anything like that, congratulate them for the work they're doing. It's going into their subconscious. It really is. Congratulate them, remind them that they're so big and so strong. Every single moment that you have an opportunity to do that, remind them because truly it does impact their subconscious. And again, the breath awareness is key because especially when you're breastfeeding, the hormones that help us breastfeed, and mostly it's a prolactin, that prolactin is that hormone that helps us to make milk, but oxytocin once again is helping us like oxytocin helped us in labor because it causes uterine contractions. Postpartum oxytocin causes your milk glands to contract and push milk into the ducts. And with a good latch and with a baby, you know, when a baby's skin to skin, again, oxytocin is amazing, but when a baby's skin to skin, they're going to latch better. And then you get more of an effective letdown. And again, prolactin is secreted, but those hormones obviously are going to be more free flowing, the more relaxed you are. So we always say things like bring the baby to the breast, because if you're like hunched up with your shoulders and you're trying to bring the breast to the baby and you're kind of tweaking your body, it's harder for your milk to let down. So that's a big deal as well. Again, just simply visualizing, you think about your, your milk ducks, sort of like, um, grapes. And when you have oxytocin secreted by the pituitary, when the oxytocin is secreted, it causes those break, those little grapes to kind of squish. So like if you take a bite of a grape, you know, you get the, the juice in your mouth, sort of that same thing when your baby has a good latch, that's kind of a cool visualization. You know, my body is producing the right amount of milk for my baby. My milk is free flowing, breathing through that. And again, using that, we teach a calm breathing technique in our class. Like Liz mentioned, it's into the count of four and out to the count of eight. And that's a fantastic breathing technique to use, especially at the start of a feeding because milk lets down after a couple of minutes. Sometimes babies are a little bit harder to get them. It's a little harder to get them to latch. Initially, every baby is different. Some babies go right on and it's like no big deal. They open their mouth like they're supposed to wide mouth latch. They latch no big deal. Other babies need a little bit of help. You know, again, it's the baby's instinct to go there, but it is our instinct to help them. But our first part in that is relaxing and calming down. We have to be able to calm ourselves down. And so if you're struggling, if you're trying and treating baby's just not open in the mouth or the baby's fussing and struggling a little bit, you know, it's okay. If you have help, if you have somebody by your side, like if you could pass the baby over and just give yourself 10 minutes 
have some tea, have a glass of water, go out in the sunshine. If you're by yourself, it's not the end of the world to put a baby in a swing safely. If you need to take a minute for yourself, because if you're frustrated, they're not going to latch anyway. So if you take that moment to yourself, again, just remind yourself, like I am the perfect mother for this perfect child. I am everything this baby needs. My milk lets down freely my breath flows easily and just taking a few minutes to go through breathing even really changes. Like you mentioned too, the nervous system, it puts us back into the parasympathetic. It takes us out of the sympathetic. It takes us out of fight or flight. So going back to that breath pretty quickly, you know, the brain's pretty good and pretty quick at switching back over to parasympathetic through just a few cycles of breath. Because again, the truth is some babies just have things going on and they need more practice they need more help. And if they're latched onto your nipple and it's hurting and their lips are pursed and they're not doing what they need to do, we need to help them do it right. We're not delivering milk anyway, if they're not latched right. But again, this is one of those examples of a time where I think the breath awareness and the visualization can be really useful because the milk does let down better when our shoulders are more relaxed, when our upper body is more relaxed and we're calm, that baby's not going to be calm if we are not. So if that means you take a few minutes to yourself, you do that, whether you have help in the house or not, as long as there's somewhere safe to put the baby, you take a few minutes for yourself and just reaffirm that you are doing the best you can yeah. every day in every way. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. I would even venture to say, cause my boys are both toddlers now <laughs> that Again, in those moments yeah. when you feel, I know, right. I, when those, <laughs> those moments, when you feel super tense and stress because Manny, okay, Manny and I have known each other since I was pregnant with Cal and Royce was like one and a half. So all over two and a half years now, which is crazy. <laughs> but my first pandemic class, you're my first. I know. I remember I, I had a moment again, it was like a year postpartum when I realized, wait a second, I need to like practice this deep breathing, this relaxation. And not to the point of like, I've got worship music on in my earbuds and I'm tuning the whole world out and I'm not paying attention to my kids. But just taking a step away from them and taking a few breaths to myself and then responding to them. Yes, my toddlers want me immediately. They still don't understand delayed gratification. They want things now. Like that's the age they're at. But when they see me take a second to self-regulate so I don't explode and yell or, you know, get frustrated with them. When they see me do that, they learn how to self-regulate their emotions and their own nervous system too. And something we do a lot with our four-year-old now is well, almost four <laughs> is when he gets really frustrated or really, you know, up there or just say, Hey, let's take a deep breath real quick. Let's take a couple deep breaths. If I notice they're still really shallow ones, I'm like, Oh, let's do one more. <laughs> okay. Let's do another one until he gets to the point where he's taking an actual deep cleansing breath that is chilled out and he can actually come back to his senses. He's not in that fight or flight mode. And I think we operate in this mode, at least maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but when your kids get to the age where they can verbalize and they do know what they want and they want it now and everything's just a little more intense all the time, maybe it's being a boy mom, probably not, but just their age right now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wow, it is so important for me and for them to learn how to breathe so we can actually self-regulate and we're not destroying our bodies by constantly being in fight or flight. Cause it really is impactful on our physiology in general. If we're constantly in fight or flight, it is not good for our brains or our, our bones or our muscles, any of it, our hearts depleted. So, just completely depleted. We're not meant to live in that state yet. Many of us do throughout the week. And, you know, I'm not a perfect per person, you know, we're not, we're not perfect people. No. 
live in a perfect world. Um, but it is true. Like we only have so many resources. Like there's only certain times when fight or flight is actually necessary yet. We get into a place where we're like always going there. And I think with kids and I don't necessarily know that it matters the age, but as they get older too, and their needs, they have more needs, more wants, more requests, things like that. Like, like you said, we got to give ourselves a minute to think, to breathe. So we don't make an irrational comment or an irrational decision or we're, yeah. we're I think for me, sometimes I'm just really quick to say no, and I don't need to be, but, or quick to say yes, um, <laughs> you know, they're going to hold you to it. And so it's, we're the, they're, we're their mothers and it's our instinct to like, I want to go to them. I want to help them. I want to give yeah. them what they need in the moment that they need it, but that's not always the best thing. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So if, like you said, it's just, it's a matter of, um, you know, if, if that's stepping away and if that is taking a, a run or listening to a podcast or listening just again, to some music to get our back into a good headspace, then we're better off for them in the long run too. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing when you can learn that in pregnancy and then carry it on through months of carrying your child, the birth, bringing them into the world, and then their whole life. It's beautiful to be able to understand that on a level Mm -hmm. that's, this is how it impacts my body, how it's impacting my baby during pregnancy and after they're born and just all of it. It's so important and so awesome what you do and the impact it's making on families and generations. It's amazing. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Would you guide the listeners and myself? Cause I'll do it too through like just a, a couple minutes of relaxation, some sort of relaxation, maybe some visualization. Yes. So this is a grounding release you could use it for fear release. I just kind of like it started doing it with clients actually around the time of the pandemic when things are so uncertain, but I think it's great for everyday life, no matter what. And to just help us feel a little bit safer in our space. And that way we can make more clear, confident decisions as we go about our week. So this is a grounding release and I'm going to guide you in with some calm breathing. Like Liz and I were talking about with the calm breathing technique is actually a really good tool. It is a tool that we teach in our classes. And it's the first breathing technique that we teach. And we tell our moms, this is everyday life breathing. This breathing technique will induce or initiate hypnosis. And this is also a good breathing technique that you can use in labor in those breaks between the surges, you know, if you are a pregnant mom, but postpartum too, this is just a great one that you could even use during breastfeeding. So if everybody's calm and comfortable, and if you'd like to just allow your eyes to gently close and never feel like you need to hold them shut or force them shut, just allow them to gently meet. And notice um, the space that you're resting in now. Where are you? If you're sitting on a couch, a chair, the floor, just bring your awareness to your physical surroundings and notice the points at which your body makes contact with where you're resting. Just like settle a little bit more deeply into those contact points. Notice where your elbows are. Um, Notice your feet on the floor. Just notice where your body makes contact with where you're resting and just settle a little bit more deeply now. Listening to the sound of my voice and allowing it to be your guide. Please slowly inhale through your nose as I count. Breathing in, two, three, four. Pause. And now slowly exhale out your nose and down the back of the throat, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven, eight. Once again, breathing in through your nose, two, three, four. Pause, slowly exhale down the back of the throat to the count of eight as you allow your breath to move down the back of the throat into your shoulders, your chest, your abdomen, your lower back, down the backs of your legs and all the way down to your toes. In, two, three, four, hold, exhale down, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Each time you exhale, you release even more completely. Imagine yourself now seated under a magnificent tree. This tree must be hundreds of years old. The trunk is so wide and thick. There are many wonderful branches joyously reaching toward the sky and the sun. This tree feels ancient, wise, and comforting. Just knowing that something as beautiful as this tree has been a constant in this world for hundreds of years makes you feel peaceful, calm, and hopeful. Under the tree is soft, lush, green grass. It is thick and cushioning under your feet. Sit down under the tree, allowing your back to rest against the tree trunk. Your legs stretch out comfortably in front of you. You feel connected with the tree, the earth and the sky, relaxed, peaceful, comfortable. You imagine the tree roots going deeply into the earth. Allow this tree to be deeply connected to the earth. The branches reaching high into the sky, allowing the tree to be connected to the universe. You imagine now that each of your feet has a cord, a cord that reaches deep into the earth. And even though these cords ground you and connect you with the earth, you're able to easily move your feet and your legs anytime you choose. Now imagine that these cords allow you to release into the earth any and all stress, worry, or tension. Just let it drift down through your body, down through your feet, down into the earth. And it is safe to allow that to happen. As the earth will transform that energy, just as she transforms coal into diamonds. Allow any and all negative energy, hurtful emotions or limiting beliefs to drift down through your body, down through your feet, down into the earth. Let any anger, resentment, or frustration drift down through your body, down through your feet, down into the earth. Let any guilt, grief, or sorrow drift down through your body, 
down through your feet and down into the earth. Let anything and everything known and unknown drift down through your body, down through your feet and down into the earth. Anything and everything that has ever blocked your path or kept you distracted, just let it drift down through your body, down through your feet, down into the earth. Let it all go. This is your opportunity. You don't need it anymore. You don't want it anymore. It is the time to let it all go. As that continues to happen, as all the things you need to release drifts down through your body, down through your feet, and down into the earth, you imagine now that the other cord is located at the base of your spine. The cord at the base of your spine reaches up high into the sky, higher than the branches, higher than the clouds, so high that it reaches up and out into the universe connecting you with a never-ending supply of ancient, peaceful energy, an energy that fills you, mind, body, and spirit, and it moves down through your cord and into the body. See and feel that wonderful, abundant energy move through your entire being. Feels so good to let your entire being fill to overflowing with such pure energy. You feel as though you can do anything and accomplish anything. You notice now that your body has begun to actually glow with all of this energy. See and feel your entire body pulsing with this incredible energy giving you the energy you need to create or accomplish anything you wish. See what you wish to create or accomplish coming into your life now. Become aware of what it looks like, what it feels like. All the world all of the wonderful changes that will occur. Take a moment and really enjoy that experience. You can come back to this place and re-experience this release and fill yourself with this abundant, ancient energy any time you choose. You can fill yourself with this abundant ancient energy any time you choose. I invite you now to slowly begin to bring your awareness back to your physical surroundings. Noticing movement in your hands, your feet, your facial muscles now, movement in your shoulders, and whenever you feel comfortable and ready, allow your eyes to open, feeling calm and confident.
That was so awesome. I hope moms re-listen to that anytime they need, as long as they're not driving. As long as they're not driving. <laughs> Forgot to make that note at the beginning. Don't do hypnosis if you're driving. <laughs> Unless it's on accident, right? And you miss the exit. Well, there's that. Yes. You know, that repeating your sense. affirmations while you're driving. That's nice. But yes. Don't close not- your eyes. Don't no. <laughs> so let everyone know where can they find you and follow you and get the goods, especially if they're local in Las Vegas. I know your classes are in person now again. Yep. We're in person. I teach group classes in Henderson, Northwest Las Vegas and in private. So I go to people's houses if they want one-on-one instruction. Um, You can see my schedule for the year and read more about the program. I have a couple of YouTube videos on my website as well. Mm www.hypnobirthinglasvegas.com. So it's long H Y P N O birthing Vegas.com. I'm on Instagram at hypnobirthing LV and on Facebook at uh, hypnobirthing Las Vegas childbirth education. Um, Mandy Medford, I'm on Facebook and Instagram too, but that's the name associated with both of those accounts. I'll link it all below for everyone as well. Do you have connections with other educators in other parts of the country too, that you could possibly refer people to that are not local? Yep. So hypnobirthing.com. I'm a certified by and affiliated with the hypnobirthing Institute. So hypnobirthing.com, they are the main hypnobirthing Institute and you can put in your address, your zip code. And absolutely we have people. And I'm also in a, a Facebook group of all the hypnobirthing practitioners. Cool. Race all over the world. I mean, hypnobirthing is really global all over the, yes. So, um, we definitely are, are connected and I am very well tied to the birth community here in Las Vegas. So if you need resources, I'm happy to provide any kind of resources. If I can't answer the question, I can give you the, the name of somebody who can. Perfect. Internet is amazing these days as well. So, so much information out there. Um, I do ask every guest one final question and this will be interesting. (laughs) I feel like hypnobirthing kind of, uh, is like a different approach than the word tough love. (laughs) Uh, but the definition of tough love, like the listeners get to hear every interview is simply love expressed in a straightforward manner. So not beating around the bush, but truly getting to the, getting to the point, getting to the heart of an issue instead of saying, oh yeah, like sugarcoating stuff. We don't want to do that. It's tough. Love is truly saying, Hey, I see this problem or I see this good thing. And just saying, you know, I acknowledge you for that, or I'm going to call this out because I'm your accountability, whatever it is, it's, it's being straightforward because you care about someone. So with that in mind, what tough love do you want to leave the listeners with today? What, you know, just straightforward. I care about you so much. Do you want to leave the listeners with today? I think that's a great question. I think as parents, I think tough love, what's real important in, on this journey, I think as a mother is that I want to take ownership of the experience and I want to help moms take ownership of their experience too. I want them empowered enough to, to open their mouth and know they have a voice and know they have choices and not surrender their power to somebody else. We've put a lot of faith, trust, and, you know, again, medicalization is amazing and our care providers are great, but we feel like this as mothers, oh, they all know what better than me. So they're in charge. I'm just going to do whatever they tell me to do. And unfortunately, that's why so many moms walk away from their births going, gosh, I wish I would have known. And that's what breaks my heart. It's not interventions are not bad. It's when moms don't even know they had a choice and they didn't know what their options were. So I would encourage you to own the experience because this is something magical happening in your body. 
And no matter what and who's on your team at the end of the day, the team is so important. You're the one that takes that baby home from the hospital. Yeah. And how you're treated during the process will impact you for the rest of your life. And we want you walking away from that feeling empowered on top of the world. Like I can do this. I just encourage moms to get in the driver's seat, hire care providers that you trust, that share your philosophy, that are willing to accommodate you, choose a birth space you feel safe in, listen to your instincts, pay attention to how you're feeling when you're leaving those doctor's appointments, after you tour that hospital or speak with the midwife about a home birth or anything, pay attention to how you're feeling, pay attention to how you're being treated. You know, if you're leaving there feeling really defeated, listen to that instinct you know, when I say I, hypnobirthing parents are very inspired, they're willing to own the experience. They're willing to learn. They're willing to practice. They're willing to ask the questions to get that birth plan on paper and, and do the activities daily that will help them get as close to what they want for their vision of their birth, whatever that is, mm-hmm. whether it's a totally medical birth or totally natural birth or anywhere like that, there's no wrong way to give birth. But as a mom, I, I just, I feel like we need to be feeling more empowered that this is our baby. This is our birth. This is our body's process. And you, at the end of the day, need to know you have a voice and you get to make decisions alongside care providers you trust. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you for that. I think every Mm -hmm. mom needs to hear that at some point along their journey, because when we don't, that's when it's really hard to comprehend what happened after the fact. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for this amazing conversation today. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Once again, I thank you, Liz. Absolutely. This is one of those episodes that you're going to have to come back to and listen to again and again. Even me having taken the weeks long course with Mandy and consuming everything hypnobirthing that I could prior to Cal's birth. And then even postpartum getting back into the breath work, getting back into the visualization. I learned so much during this interview, during this conversation, and I know you did too. So bookmark this episode, save it for later, You know, copy the link and put it in your notes so you can come back and listen or come back and do that guided vis- visualization later on. Because I know for me personally, I did it alongside you today. <laughs> I am so different with my boys this afternoon than I usually am because I let myself just breathe. I let myself relax, get out of that sympathetic nervous system state into a parasympathetic state. And so it's so beneficial to allow yourself to relax, allow your body and your nervous system to chill out for a minute. So come back to this anytime you need it. It will always be here for you. And I want to remind you, if you want to connect with Mandy, if you want to reach out to her, Instagram, Facebook, it's all linked below for you. Also her email. And I also, just as a little bonus, the extra resources that I use during my birth and pregnancy and all that related to hypnobirthing. So I found some Christian hypnobirthing tracks and resources and an app even. And I created my own Spotify playlist that were, again, transformative for my birth and the pregnancy in general and just keeping my stress levels down. And I linked all of that in the blog post for this episode for you. If you're listening live any point this week before Friday, that blog post will go up on Friday. But if you're listening after the fact, if you're finding this even years later, when you go to the toughlovemom.com backslash blog backslash hypnobirthing, you will find all of those resources. So make sure you head there. And again, if you want to connect with Mandy, you can head to any of the links below. If you want to find a hypnobirthing instructor in your local area, hypnobirthing.com. Again, I'll link that below as well for you. And in the meantime, remember to breathe. Remember to let your body relax. Remember to honor who you are as a mom, what your body has done, 
and all that it continues to do day in and day out. And if you're pregnant right now, I just pray that peace over any bir- any turn that your birth takes, that you have complete peace with that, that you are ready for it, you feel equipped. And again, like Mandy said, be empowered. You have choice. You have a voice. Use it in your birth. Use it during your pregnancy. Honor it. Honor your instincts. I am... I think we have so much, and I was telling Mandy after the conversation, we have so much information in this day and age that this expert says one thing and that expert says another thing and they're contradicting themselves. So if I don't even know to trust who to trust in the expert field, how am I supposed to trust my own instincts, right? That's how it can feel sometimes. And I think it's important that we can come back to our own bodies because they were endowed with the tools and the abilities and the practices that can do what we need to do, like give us the ability to do what we need to do, both when it comes to our hunger cues, when it comes to birthing babies, when it comes to knowing what's best for ourselves in the moment, we need to make sure that we honor that. So <laughs> it's time to go because I hear my little boys playing with a whistle out in the living room and I know you can hear it in the background. So I'm going to get going. I hope this honored you and just encouraged you today. I hope you feel empowered and relaxed leaving this. And again, remember to breathe. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.